Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to episode nine of Two Black Girls, a mixed review. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chelsea. Hey, I'm one of your other hosts, Rashonda. Who chale? It's the summer is finally maybe somewhat winding down. We're in into September. It's a Virgo season. <laughs> Virgo gang. Gang gang. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we need the rest of you hoes to act accordingly. Please and thank you. Walk, move around like you've got some sense. Okay. Oh Lord. Rashonda, <laughs> <laughs> any updates? Any any happenings with you? Um, what's been going on? What's going on? No, I feel like I've been challenging myself a lot lately. You know, do some new stuff, um, especially work wise. Just trying to make make shit fun. You know, stop teaching in the same way because I'm not a professor and I like to have fun. Um, so just trying to challenge myself in that aspect. Really trying to get some of that. Uh, extras in there I feel like a student still I'm always trying to teach myself new stuff but because it's not forced on me mm-hmm. then I gotta do it myself you know this is my first year not being in school so that's definitely a change I was actually thinking about you know the whole it's a lot there we'll probably get into that another episode though but I was just thinking about what college taught me outside of just like the courses you know in terms of like critical thinking skills and you know just really being able to get below surface level so I was thinking about that and just my desire to know more and never be satisfied with where I am so that's really I've just been challenging myself a lot it's been hard but it's still it's worth it it's definitely worth it. What's up with you? Ooh, still not studying for this LCAS exam I have to take. <laughs> um, outside of that, I have been doing a lot of work to catch up with like laundry and stuff. So I was really proud of myself for doing that. Like this week, I got so much laundry done. So just, ah, it's awesome. Um, just working, 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 trying to get as many resources as I can together to start building up my private practice. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, and really just challenging myself to stay on track with certain things like going to the gym and trying to cook in as much as possible versus eating out, which is so, so tempting to do like all the time. <laughs> all the time, literally especially working full-time I'd be like who wants to cook after work who wants to cook in the middle of the work day like come on now not I (laughs) (laughs) yeah when I'm gonna do my little budgeting budget says you don't need to be fucking eating out so hello (laughs) but you probably would say that if I had one but I already know I'm gonna look into that whole no way so I just pay all my bills up front and then look at what I have left over for the rest of the month and um or you know until the next paycheck comes in and just go from there. It's honestly That's basically what I do. I was gonna say it's honestly probably not the best way to do things, but it's what I got for right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so getting into our media review for the day. Rashonda, what you got for us? 
Okay, so there's a new movie called Really Love on Netflix. It has two lead Black, specifically dark skin actors. Um, and it was, I thought it was good. I've heard a lot of people saying that they didn't like it, you know, giving them their own reviews, saying it was boring, it wasn't that passionate, but there was no trauma. So I can dig that. I hate when they put, you know, Black people in a love movie and then they have some type of extremely traumatic experience. I watch movies to get away from real life, okay? I don't want to see all the trauma, you know, evoking the wrong emotions. I don't want to, you know, sometimes I just want to see a pure good black love you know and it's not always as dramatic as people want it to be no it's not if you're looking for that um intense action or um trauma you know trauma it's just not there it's not there you may not like the movie but for me it's definitely a goodie I would rewatch it actually I think I might rewatch it actually it reminds me of Sylvie's love if anybody has seen Sylvie's love it's kind of that like slow burn love just like what you're going to see in really love and I really like Sylvie's love too there was no trauma you know no intense trauma or focus on the trauma in that movie either so just a little slow you know like oh they're in love you know, <laughs> it's, it's giving. It gave what it's supposed to give. I don't care what nobody else has to say. I would recommend it. I would say maybe like a eight out of 10 because the ending, I feel like that could have been worked out a little bit more, but eight out of 10, solid eight out of 10. I would rewatch it. I would definitely recommend other people to watch it too. In addition to Sylvie's Love, I know some people were trying to actually compare it to Love Jones. I don't see the comparison with that one, though. <laughs> I don't. Because um, Love Jones is a little, uh, I would say it's a little bit more passionate than what you're going to see in Really Love. But. Which I think is good because it sounds like, and I haven't seen it, but it sounds like it gives more of a realistic view of what a lot of people's love stories look like. I mean, we so often like discuss how frustrating it is when Hollywood creates a lot of these love stories because that's just not realistic, right? So again, mm -hmm. like the fiery, burning, passionate. And it's like not all relationships, especially ones that last long, not all of them start off that way. Yeah. Like at all, mm -hmm. not all relationships are going to look the same. And so it's like, just for it to be like, look, these are some, these are two Black people. They're attracted to one another. And they're going to go on dates and whatnot. And they're going to be in love. Yeah. And it's not got, it doesn't have to be a lot of fantastical things happening. Just everyday, normal day stuff. Like, period. Yeah. They and said so it was predictable. And I'm like, that's a lot of movies. I can still enjoy a predictable movie. Okay. I can. I can. I know some I people really don't can. like it, but I'm like, what are you expecting? Like, that's what you're looking for. That big passion, that big automatic, you know, like, um, what do they call the the climax? Mm -hmm. Don't they call that the climax too? Like a an extreme, intense climax, and it's not going to have that. It's not. But if you like some predictable black love, you want to see some dark skin black love, I would definitely recommend it. It's basically without giving away too much. It's a struggling artist and a um, law student. Actually, they're trying to navigate. You know, like that new transition, emerging adulthood the developmental mm -hmm. stage they're trying to navigate that but also build their relationship that's all I'll give you I don't want to give no spoilers out there but I do say that you should watch it and form your own opinion on it I like that 
I like that because again, this is just like folks be going into certain situations, expecting things, you know, we're talking about um, expectations versus reality conflict. And it's like, look, I love that they can just make something where it's just like, yeah, like it's it's not going to be all that drama. It's not going to be all the glitz and glam. It's just going to be two people like facing life. Like you said, like transitions, life changes, adjustments. Mm-hmm. I might check that one out. I'm not a big romance person like i'm just i'm not not that i dislike romance movies they just don't i'm so sorry they don't hold my interest as much as like fast action paced movies Mm -hmm. or like horror movies and stuff like that but i can definitely sit down every once in a while and watch you know like cute little some some so i might have to get out one a shot yeah give it a shot tell me what you think i think it was pretty you know it's decent it's a good movie i'm not even gonna say just decent that's disrespectful i'm gonna say it was a good movie all right um over on my end i am very excited for this montero album that is supposed to drop september 17th i believe 17th or 19th this year i'm very excited um again if you've been listening to the episodes you know that like this is a little nas x stan channel like period uh, love that young man he is doing the damn thing um i love that again you know he's taking control of his artistry he's developing not only as an artist but as an entertainer as a performer i love the fact that he trolls the homophobes <laughs> nonstop. Yeah. Like, it really gives me so much joy to watch motherfuckers get on the internet foaming at the mouth just like wanting to tear this young man down simply because he chooses to be out and proud and live happily and you know again like we talked about in our last episode when we talked about like body shaming and everything, it's like, I'm sure that to a certain extent, these comments do affect him. Um, so I do hope that Lil Nas does have like the support that he needs in his camp to deal with that. Um, but overall, like I just applaud him for just being out here and being like, yeah, but I'm still going to be me and you hoes can stay mad. You can die mad. Um, yeah. Lil Boosie especially. <laughs> <laughs> his marketing is amazing i seen it i was like oh my god like that was so funny to me like it was just so like <laughs> like I, I it's something i would expect from him to put out right exactly. like it was so and, it was and good I and, it had, and i was just like everybody oh, i know these hoes press i know exactly <laughs> <laughs> had everybody like- talking it's so funny because people were like, so y'all just gonna act like we didn't have a movie in the 90s where Arnold Schwarzenegger pretending to be pregnant, like, or was, pre- I did like the premise of the movies was that he was pregnant. I remember watching it as a child and I wasn't so necessarily confused. I just didn't find it funny. But not that I found it offensive or wrong, right? Because I, I didn't even understand what the hell pregnancy was at that point in time. I was just kind of like, I don't know. This isn't hitting like RoboCop did. So, I'm <laughs> or they were talking about Cosmo from the Fairly Odd Parents. Cosmo was right. pregnant with Pooh. Cosmo was pregnant. <laughs> had a whole seahorse pregnancy. Um, fucking 
then there was like that whole Cosby show episode where all of the men were pregnant. And it's mm-hmm. like, it, it once again was another one where I was just kind of like, okay. I mean, I can see why this is funny because the laugh track is playing. Um, <laughs> but so again, it's like you have like these other examples in media where men have done this before and no one had a problem with it. But again, a lot of these men that were doing it were, hell, presumably, I don't want to assume anyone's sexual orientation, but they were presumably straight and therefore playing a role. Now- But it can also, I don't mean to cut you off, but it can also relate to the straight men or people that identify as straight men dressing up as women all the time, putting yeah. on the wigs, putting mm-hmm. on, you know, like the pattern of the and, head and, 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 the, and, and the nails. And it's an explicit difference between if these people are straight, then them doing this is just for fun. And- if a person who is outside of that identifies with any type of sexual orientation or gender identity outside of heterosexuality or whatever gender they were born as, if they're not cisgendered and they're not straight and they get on the internet and do this, hoes gonna have a problem. Mm-hmm. Because in their mind, well, it's not just a joke anymore. You're being serious now. And it's like, huh? <laughs> How is Lil Nas X putting on a prosthetic belly and pretending to be pregnant and doing a maternity shoot in reference to his new album that he's got coming out, which a lot of artists have referred, very lovingly so, to their projects as their babies. Okay, so now he's just giving us a physical representation of that. Again, we know it's a joke. We know he's not actually pregnant. Why are y'all pressed? And kudos to his makeup artist. Because that shit looked real. Okay. (laughs) Like I said, if if this were a straight man that got up here and did this shit, let's say on April Fool's Day or somewhere on Halloween, motherfuckers would not have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. Because again, they would see it as, as a joke. It's for play. It's playtime. But if a gay man does it, someone who identifies as a gay man does it, it's, well, you're confusing the children. Exactly. Like, stop playing. Stop playing. I know a lot. I'm not, I know a lot of things. A lot of things will confuse children. A lot of things. Like why they don't ever see you except on certain holidays. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Shots like, fired. Like why you be saying you love their mommy, but every time mommy goes to work, you got Trina, Felicia, and Jessica up in the house. Shots fired. <laughs> There's a lot of things that will confuse kids and y'all are focused on the wrong damn things. Because once again, it is not Lil Nas X's responsibility for your children to know how the world works. It just is not, it's not his responsibility and never was and never will be. Mm-hmm. And again, this is the, this boils down to if y'all were as pressed about raising your own children as you were about celebrities raising your children, you would not be upset at all about what these folks are doing. You just wouldn't. You wouldn't. Very true. So I'm very excited for this album to drop. I know I'm going to get my life. I know it's going to give everything it's supposed to have gave. I'm going to enjoy it. I 
I w- I really wish I could enjoy the other albums that are out right now because my whole timeline has been nothing but Donda and CLB. And I just, I can't. I'm just not intrinsically motivated to listen to either of these albums. And um, like, I remember the last time I saw this much buzz on my timeline was over Dreamville. It was Reven- mm-hmm. Revenge of the Dreamers 3. Um, when that dropped, I remember seeing a whole bunch of stuff on like my timeline and it still took me like a good two years before I listened to that album. And I was like, oh, this is actually really good. And again, not that I didn't want to listen. You know how like some people were like, I wasn't really interested in Game of Thrones until later. And then I, when I started it, I loved it. I was like, yeah. Versus people who were like, I just absolutely refuse to watch Game of Thrones because so many people tell me I should watch Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> I'm not like, that's not like, that wasn't my situation. I was just kind of like, mm, if I'm not motivated to listen, it's going to have to be something that like, just like pops up on Spotify for me. Like while I'm listening, it's like something like, hey, this is close enough to what you're already listening to type thing. But I I just, number one, I'm just, I am refusing to listen to Donda. I am refusing to listen to Donda because I don't want to support anything that's got the likes of Marilyn Manson or Chris Brown attached to it. Sorry, not sorry. That's just how I feel. Not, not into it. Not going to argue with anybody over it. Argue with the trees, touch grass, talk to your mom about it, process it with your therapist, but it's just, it's not for me. As far as Drake's CLB, Certified Lover Boy, uh, once again, it's like, I just, I haven't really been excited about any of his projects since, um, God, what was it? I already forgot. You said it was Take Care. Yeah, so I was really excited about Take Care, but I haven't listened to anything since. What was the one? I thought it was. It had the baby. Nothing was the same. Yeah, nothing nothing was the same. So I loved everything about Take Care. I still listen to that. Um, Nothing was the same. A lot of tracks on that that I do like. Um, If you're reading this, it's too late. There were a couple tracks I liked on that one, but ever since that one I haven't really like I've heard different singles off of the other albums but I haven't actually sought out and listened to the entire album and again that's not necessarily anything against Drake I don't know why for me personally they just haven't moved me the way that like Take Care did so I mean I may or may not end up listening to Certified Lover Boy um I'm certainly not pressed to and it's just like so odd it's like I feel it's like my timeline is split my timeline is split between three things really two but I'll say three so like I have like when it comes to the albums I have like one group of people who are like Donda is amazing I have another group that are like CLB is amazing so it's like technically in the same vein but just like people like split down the middle of which one they like more and then the other portion of my timeline is the Texas abortion ban, which uh, we ain't even going to get into that today. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Yes, really. Texas broke off from the rest of the United States tomorrow. 
I would support whatever efforts we could to get the good people off of it and over here. <laughs> Texas, Texas been on some other other shit for forever. For forever. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't new for Texas. This isn't surprising for Texas. If anybody is surprised at this point, I'm going to ask you, where have you been? And did you have headphones in the entire time? <laughs> yeah, that's on the sound that's on the sound that but i'm about to say completely dodging that topic but back to donda i don't think i'm gonna listen to donda just because i've never been a huge kanye fan you know kill me you know i know a lot of people were talking about graduation all sorts of stuff yes i've heard songs off of them and i think that they were amazing but i've never been a i'm about to go listen to this whole kanye west right like ever ever it away in heartbreaks was the beautiful dark twisted fan whatever that one was called um i did i listened to all of his albums through the life of pablo after the life of pablo i didn't listen to any of his stuff again like i may have heard a track here and there but i just i wasn't about it um i just i, I don't know i've just never been you know like a huge kanye fan is he a good, you know, was he a really good rapper? I can acknowledge the fact that he has some really amazing, you know, like classic songs. However, I'm just not going to sit down and listen to one of his albums all the way through. Like he's one of those artists where it's just like, Mm-mm, I don't want to do that. Drake, Drake, however, I always give him a shot. I feel like <laughs> a little bit like it's externally motivated, maybe some way, but then it's like, I got, let me, let me just, you know, let me give it a chance before I formulate my opinion based off of other people's. I don't know why. I just feel like Drake does that for me. I have to at least listen to some of it if I'm not feeling it. Cause there was one, I think it was his most recent one. I stopped like in the middle. I was like, I ain't feeling none of these yet. You know, like if I can't find one song and I'm like halfway through, I'm done. Cause I'm like, there's nothing that's going to be there. But um, his most recent, I think was like that for me. But I listened all the way up to like Scorpion. I think Scorpion was the one I'm talking about. To where I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was. But I can see in, what like 2018, and then I think he dropped. Yeah. The, the something lane with all his. Oh, let me see, because I had pulled it up. Let's see, Drizzy Drake. Yeah. So after. Scorpion, which was 2018. Oh, there was Care Package in 2019 and then Dark Lane demo tapes in 2020. So like, yeah, I didn't listen. Yeah, I can appreciate Care Package only because like those were some of the, you know, like dope ass songs from back in the day. Like, um, you know, like flashback, throwback type mm-hmm. of album. Just putting it all out there. You know, it was um, nostalgic for sure. Um, I didn't think, I think Dark Lane, I've seen the videos. I watched the videos that he had um but some of them like I'll hear some people playing and I'm like what is that <laughs> you know because I did not give it the chance that I probably I might might not um but certified lover boy I have been hearing a lot about it I'm mm, I don't know how long it'll take me but I probably will give it a listen just to see what everybody's talking about especially with like certain songs where they're like mm, why do you say that you know like he has some lines that people are questioning so I will give that a try but no, nah, Donda, not for me, not for me. Everybody's been saying it's like real culty. <laughs> and they said like at his concerts, he's been trying to like conjure spirits. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I heard that a couple of times from different people, like conjure his mom's spirit. And I'm like, why? I don't know if that's just a rumor, but I ain't trying to be with none of that. Yeah, they can 
all of that. <laughs> Number one, he probably ain't gonna contact not a damn body. Number two, <laughs> I ain't with that. I ain't with that now. I'm, I would be out. But um, they said they have videos of him like chanting and doing little chants and stuff. And I'm like, nah, 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 not for me, not for me. But um, Kanye's been you know a little wild for a while now, so I haven't really been paying him no attention. But also, even in that likeness, there's some concerts coming up that I'm excited about. That's what they reminded me of. J. Cole got a concert coming up. And um, my sister's been trying to get me to go to that millennial tour. <laughs> now it is back. But I was, I am pretty excited about the J. Cole concert. Because he's throwing one too. Speaking of excitement, anticipated excitement is if this Kendrick Lamar album is actually happening like there I hear a lot I see a lot of speculation on the internet mm-hmm. and, and posting cryptic messages and shit and I'm just like sir if it is going to happen injected directly into my veins now I do not want to wait that long do not make me wait forever sir please don't tease me don't tease me Please and thank you. I, Kendrick, K. Dot, that is, I, yes, I want it. I want the yeah. album. I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> so we will see. Hopefully, that is a thing that happens. As far as me and concerts go, I want to feel more comfortable going to concerts, but like, I feel like I'm taking enough risk when I take my ass to the movie theater and I only go for like very specific films. I haven't even been to the movie theater. I don't know why I'm so excited about these concerts with all these people, but um, maybe it's because they just didn't have none and I haven't been to not one and now they're doing like so, so, so many. I don't know. I don't know. I am still a little cautious. Not like I haven't bought any tickets, but the the idea of it has been, you know, stimulating me like, oh, maybe, maybe. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about Kendrick Lamar's album too. Hopefully, because it's been like a lot of speculation for a long time. What was his last album? What was his last album? The last thing was it Untitled? Who? It's Untitled. Um, one Kendrick Lamar. Um, wasn't it? I thought it was the soundtrack for Black Panther after Dan. Um, probably. Yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. But I do remember when Untitled came out. Oh my God, I listened to that so much during the... Because it was summer semester for me. That particular summer semester, I had like a part-time campus job during the week. And then on the weekends, I was working out in a hosky was that during then i feel like it was yeah so not a lot going on that semester but god (laughs) yeah i've always been like a kendrick lamar fan he's one of my you know like am i like a stand stand i don't know but i'm hardly a stand stand for anybody i support a lot of different people though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do show support for a lot of different people, but I will definitely be tuned in for that album. I think he is amazing. Absolutely. I'm excited for that. So 
We shall see. We shall see. He's amazing. So what are we, what are, what is our topic for today? What are we getting into? Child cooking, cooking and eating, eating and cooking. Because I went and picked up this here. I'm going to eat me some more of this. I'm going to mute my mic. That way I ain't like chewing all up in the microphone and stuff, but oh, it smells so good. Okay. So for those of you, that's everyone listening. Let me tell you what I got, girl. <laughs> this is a greens and no greens and grains bowl from Kava. If you're unfamiliar with what Kava is, it's basically Chipotle meets um, Mediterranean food. So you get to build this bowl or repeat it if you'd like with rice and lentils and salad and all kinds of delicious toppings like corn, tomato and cucumber salad, olives, pickled onions, all, all kinds of stuff. Tabula, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Tabula. Don't eat me up, y'all, if I pronounce that all kinds of Oh my God, it's so good. And it just makes me think about like just how much I truly, truly, truly do enjoy cooking. Me and my roommate were actually talking about this the other day of just like, you know, how like different people have different skill sets where cooking is one of those things from the outside looking in, one would believe, well, all you have to do is follow the recipe. There's a specific set of instructions and you just have to read those, follow what it says, and the thing should turn out good. But as we know, as some of you know, that ain't always the case. Um, and I think of it, you know, I, I still think of cooking very much as an art form, right? I mean, like, that's why we have culinary arts, right? As a whole degree, whole field of people um, dedicated to the art of cooking. Because again, it's whereas some people are good at drawing and other people are good at singing and other people are good at painting. There are people who are good at cooking. I'm one of those people that's good at cooking. I don't care what anybody says. I know I can cook. Um, <laughs> but no, like I just think about um, the, the conversation was, you know, just like stemming from how my mom, <laughs> she used to get on me about, uh, in her words, being up underneath her when she was in the kitchen. But then years pass, you know, and I'm old enough to start cooking, you know, dinner and she's working late or whatever. And so a day where she normally wouldn't feel like cooking after work. I'd be like, mom, do you want me to cook? My, my, especially if my dad was off. If it was a day that my dad was off work, I took full advantage of that to have him take me to the store so that I could get, so that we could get groceries so that I could cook dinner. And I remember, um, you know, her coming home and thinking, okay, well, you know, she'll get things started for me. And then by the time I get there, all I got to do was, you know, maybe correct something here or there. And she wouldn't have to correct anything. Cause I'm like, even though I was underfoot the entire time, I was paying attention. Like I would literally sit on the stairs and memorize like the steps as she was doing things. So I would know what to do. So, you know, you let that translate to now. Like I love cooking. It's one of the, it's one of the few joys I have in life. And it's really interesting because if I'm upset, I won't cook, which sometimes seems counterintuitive, especially when we talk about coping skills. Right. And we're like, well, do something that you enjoy. Well, even though I enjoy cooking and I enjoy eating, if I'm too upset, I won't cook because I'm not going to be able to focus. So um, like if I'm angry, I won't cook. 
because it's not gonna it's not gonna come out well now if i'm a little stressed out or annoyed or something i'll still cook i'll be fine but like any really mm-hmm. intense negative emotion it's not it's not gonna work out well so like there have definitely been times where like and i've learned i haven't learned my lesson the hard way like there have been times where i wasted in i mean i'm talking 15 20 dollars or more worth of groceries wasted because i tried to cook while i was pissed off about something or while i was really upset and crying and stuff like this that and the third and so i'm like messing up the dish or just like missing steps that i normally wouldn't miss to the point where i was just like this is completely inedible and i would toss it and then have to like order out and so it was like even more money so you know it's definitely one of those things where even though I enjoy cooking so, so much, I also still have to be careful about that. And again, any person with like a particular creative craft will tell you the same thing. Like, yeah, if I'm too much in a certain mood or headspace, my work's not going to come out as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like my mom is a really, really, really good cook. Um, But she focuses a lot on like soul food. Mm. Um, of course she branches out into like Americanized Italian dishes, you know, like the normal <laughs> in my household. Um, and she, she branches out in certain areas, but I seen like growing up because we were restricted money wise, of course she stuck to like things that were affordable and that she knew and that she knew how much it was going to cost. Um, but my mom is a really good cook, whatever she makes, like she, she is for real about it you know what I'm saying like she's like "Uh uh-uh it's gonna be good um and everybody knows my mom is a really good cook like she has like a mini catering business that she hasn't really put all her interest into she needs to you know like if she fully focused and she wasn't you know so um she has medical concerns so if she was you know she didn't have all that going on I'm pretty sure it would be booming because she has to turn down a lot of stuff because she's not able to really do it um but she's like a really good cook so something I feel like it's a little bit genetic to where like I had to know something in that aspect but I can't say fully genetic because my sister actually my older sister went to um, culinary school for a short period of time before she um, got pregnant with my nephew Uh, so she did go to culinary school so she has like that little expertise there Um, and then me I think I wasn't I wasn't even really watching my mom my mom would force me to help her you know like or like uh, because my middle sister she's just lazy she's not gonna get up and she knew that so she would just have me get up you know like oh go ahead and boil the potatoes go ahead do this you know like put this this and this and she would of course she had to eyeball it so I would be pouring okay she's like okay that's enough (laughs) Shonda do do we did we have the same life growing up? Because dead ass, that was me and my sisters. Okay, so like my oldest sister, no, my oldest sister did, she went to Johnson and Wales for a semester or two. Um, and like, I remember when she was in high school, I mean like, and she can still cook and bake her ass off. Oh my goodness. But I remember when I was in middle school and we had a, our reading teacher. He was like my favorite teacher. Out of all my teachers, he was my favorite. Um, and I remember it was his birthday and I asked my sister to make him a cheesecake and I took it to him and God rest his soul. Cause he did pass away. Oh my goodness. What, what year did he pass away? Somewhere between eighth and ninth grade. He passed away, I think from cancer, but I took him that cheesecake and I was a very accident prone child. So I remember like storing it in one of the teachers like rooms, like in like the fridge or something, someone's break staff lounge. And they allowed me to come and get it afterwards, which is, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, like 
I really was a goody two shoes in school because like <laughs> no one even questioned that. None of the teachers, none of the assistant principals questioned that. They were just like, oh, Chelsea, Chelsea wants the story to open up the damn fridge. What are you doing? Why are we even having this conversation? Um, and I took it to him and presented him this cheesecake. And it was just, I should remember like always wanting to know how to do stuff like that. And just like being genuinely interested in that. I can bake a cake. I can bake some cookies and some brownies. I'm still, still, still trying to perfect cheesecake. Like I'm just going to go over to my sister's house one day. She'd be like, look, just sit me down and let's go through this step by step. Cause I have tried making a cheesecake on two or three different occasions and it just did not work. Um, but me and my roommate, we have like an enormous selection of appliances in our house, including three stand mixers, like three Dutch, uh, so three stand mixers, three Dutch ovens, a big roasting pan, um, an air fryer, a toaster oven, a slow cooker, a pressure cooker, a blender, a juicer, and a food processor. And an wow. So we got more appliances than you can even dream of. And honestly, if we can find the top to one of the other food processors that my parents left when they moved out of this house, we'll have two food processors. So it's just, it's like, I have all of these appliances. And so it is a lot easier to be able to make the things that I want to make now. But yeah, growing up, it's like Danielle, she was the cook and the, the baker. So I guess it's more of a chef. I don't really know what the difference is but the woman can cook her ass off and my middle sister it's not that she didn't want to cook but she just didn't cook very much when we were growing up but she can cook now like we were sitting we was like oh so you do have skills because she would be like I, she would she would herself say like i don't know how to make this i don't know how to make that and mm-hmm. now we sitting up here like uh-huh so you could cook you just didn't yeah. Yeah. it sounds like my sister definitely my sister thought she was gonna have her little chef i'm looking like baby your financial parameter you're not gonna have a chef you're gonna have to learn how to cook babe <laughs> and so i just think it's so funny how you were like i was like yeah no because there definitely was a point in time where mom would be like all right come in here and help me start this this that and i'm like okay so mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got it because because again she was like well your sister ain't gonna do it and you know so I was like, yeah i'll come in there and help so i was just like girl we had a sad childhood yeah sound like it because that's definitely what happened like my mom has definitely groomed me in that way to where i know how to make a lot of stuff but um branching out from what she was making as well and she's been really open about that too like as I was trying to like I changed up my diet I kind of changed up their diet too like when I stopped eating ground beef and I've switched to like ground turkey so they were trying it (laughs) you know like so switching stuff up and making new things like she's always open to it but I do have to teach myself with those aspects I would say I can cook but am I going around flaunting the fact that I can cook? No. Do I feel like, you know, like an amateur chef? No. Amateur cook? No. Like, but I do know that I know how to season up something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can throw some struggle meals together, but it's a matter of, I do want a recipe book just so I can try newer things. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I know it's online too, but um, sometimes I feel stuck in what I know. Yeah. And I don't, I want to try new things. I want to be able to make different things during the um, 
when the pandemic first really hit, I started baking from scratch. I was so amazed with myself. I was like, yes. You know, like I wrote down some little bit of recipes because baking is a whole nother ballpark. Okay. <laughs> baking is definitely like a science experiment. <laughs> and that's like, and, and absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I feel like I can say I can bake a cake. I can bake. Oh my goodness. I remember like, I was glad you mentioned that. Like during the pandemic at one point in time, um, the stove, my stove, my oven, my oven stopped working like an element and like a piece of the oven itself stopped working. So I could still use the stove top, but I could not use the oven. And I just had a hankering like for two or three weeks straight. I was just like, I really want a honey bun cake. And when I tell you, I looked up there, I looked over, I poured over like 10 or 15 different recipes until I found one that I was confident would work in my slow cooker. And I made a honey bun cake in my slow cooker. And while that was baking, I got real fancy. I had an apple in the fridge, an apple or two in the fridge. They were just, they were, ooh, they was, they was getting close to not being good no more. They were real <laughs> close to being perished. But I um, cleaned them, skinned them, diced them real small, caramelized them and put that on top and then dusted some powdered sugar on top when it was all done. When you I tell you- baker. When I tell you, I was like, what in the hell? The only thing I would have done is I would have greased the, um, I don't know what you call like that part of the slow cooker that like actually like inserts into, you know, mm -hmm. that part. I just would have greased that a little bit more. Like I oiled it, but I don't think I oiled it enough because there were some bits um, like around the edges that did get a little burnt and kind of like, you know, crispy, crusty. Um, but the rest of the cake, oh my God, it was so good. And I was like, again, to me, I did not think I was capable of making something like that because a cake is a cake, but certain types of cakes where you have like these um, modifications or that you have to do. So again, a honey bun cake or like, what do they call them? a poke cake or something like that where it's like you have to do these steps in the middle of baking like I was just like what no I'm used to mixing mm -hmm. the bag I'm putting that home in the pan and all I gotta do is put frosting on it after it cools down so I was very pleased with how that turned out what are some things that I know you said you want to branch out but what are some things that you feel the most comfortable making like what are some of like your top fave all-time classic dishes listen I love I love meatballs. I know it's it's not that big, but I make them from scratch, right? So I love my meatballs. Like I just recently started doing like the little bread pull apart meatballs type thing. Mm. And I really, really like those. Um, let me see. What else do I be making? Lasagna. I just got into lasagna. That was one of the things I had to teach myself. So I'm really into lasagna. Um, let's see chicken I'm kind of moving away from chicken to be honest with you but egg rolls I've gotten into egg rolls making egg rolls now it's kind of like they call it like a southwestern egg roll because I don't eat cabbage I don't eat like the you know spring rolls or things like that so getting into that those are like my three that are different from what my mom used to make you know like because I can make the meatloaf I can do the um fried chicken what else should be making mac and cheese you know like I can do all that good stuff like but branching out from her, like the egg rolls, the meatballs, 
well, the, the little bread pull apart meatballs and what else did I say? Lasagna. Those I had to teach myself. So I was like, yeah, I'm a little proud of this. Like, and I would give it to my mom because my mom is like the who she is a critic. If she likes it and she eats it and she asks for more, you did something. You know what I'm saying? Because like before, right. like even Thanksgiving dinner, she'd be like, Y'all can cook it, but I'm not really gonna eat. And I'm like, oh <laughs> rude. But um, <laughs> like she would be asking for more, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like she's like top tier for me. I'm like shaking a little bit when I give it to her. Calling her like, hey, did you like it though? <laughs> you hit her with that beast. Then start. Those are like mine right like, now. I very much like the validation that I get from like my mom saying that she likes something that I made. And there'll definitely be times where like I'm eating and I'm like, oh, okay, I did that. I did that. I don't anybody else say, I know I did that. Um, um but like the other day, I so like some of my dishes that I really enjoy making, um, excuse me, Zupa Toscana, which is if you've ever eaten at Olive Garden, it's one of like their top soups. Um, so the Zupa Toscana, I can make that like no problem. I have gotten it down to where I can have that whole thing done within like 30 minutes. Mm, I've heard um, about I, it. I've heard about it. It's real good. So Zupa Toscana. Um, I think my chili is good. You know, of course, there's a whole debate on whether or not beans go in chili. I put beans in my chili. I don't care. Oh, I like the beans and the chili. <laughs> um, but I remember I was fooling around one time and I made what I would consider like a Southwestern chili. And I put sweet potato chunks in it. And mm-hmm. when I tell you, I did something with that. No, for real. That ass. I did something with it. It was- <laughs> so good it was like a smoky sweet chili flavor oh so good it was good mm. i gotta make that again sometime um so yeah like there's that um i like making gumbo but it's hit or miss for me sometimes again because like gumbo is something that can be messed up very easily and no longer be gumbo and just be like a soup <laughs> <laughs> or like a goulash or something like it can it can very easily no longer be gumbo if you're not careful so like, even I, speaking about that though like what's one of your failed meals <laughs> a failed meal i'd probably say the worst failed meal i've ever had was um yeah it was gumbo it was supposed it was one time it was supposed to be gumbo but it ended up being like seafood chicken and 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 rice it was not gonna <laughs> it was not gonna it I, I, I messed that one up I had to charge that one to the game another time I tried making eggplant lasagna mm-hmm. not for me not, <laughs> not for me and, and it's probably more so that I needed a sharper knife or a machine or not a machine, but like a tool um, to help me slice the eggplant thinner. But yeah, it didn't, it did not give what it was supposed to give. I hated it. Another time I tried making like uh, chickpea and black bean burgers. The consistency was awful. Like it was just, and then like the flavor was off because I think I added too much almond flour. So even within cooking, there's going to be a lot of like trial and error. Mm. Um, luckily, I've had more successes than I've had failures. 
but I have learned from every single one of those failures. <laughs> For instance, I just don't fuck with eggplant no more. Uh, <laughs> 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 if it's in something someone else made i'll eat it but i do not try and prepare eggs <laughs> um with gumbo i finally got like my root down to like a side like a purple i can just do it effortlessly so very excited about that was i just made gumbo like a week and a half ago it was so good very ah my goodness i was like now see this is what i'm talking about <laughs> um just this week I made short beef ragu with parpadelli pasta and honey delicious so I've definitely like just like that that vein of like branching out like I had never made any type of ragu or anything like that it was actually pretty easy it was yeah. pretty easy oh I'm still trying to um my routine with this full-time job, I have not cooked as much as when I was still probably living with my sister ever since. Well, no, it's just like the full-time job, I will say. I just don't have the energy. And it's crazy because I do like to cook. Like it provides some type of relaxation. You know what I'm saying? Like you're cutting up your peppers. You listen, I listen to music while I'm doing it, you know, like, so it's, pro- it definitely provides some type of relaxation. But now when I cook, I feel like I, I'm forced to cook. <laughs> Like I have to cook or I'm going to starve. Um, but yeah, like with a full-time job, it's very hard because once I'm done working, cooking is work. You know, like even if it is like it does provide some type of relaxation for me, it's still work. You know, like I'm up on my feet still. I'm not able to do exactly what I want to do. And I find like after work, I don't want to cook or, um, you know, or I'm looking for something quick and fast so I can just go lay down or, you know, like take take a load off. Um, so I'm still trying to find that balance. I I think I'm going to actually have to force myself to cook because everything's been going bad in my fridge. Like it'll be in there. Like I just had to throw away some peppers, onions, everything. Cause I'm like, shit, I don't even know where I bought these. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. And this is something that I've like, have had to kind of like come to terms with, especially just like in my pursuit of, you know, what little I do do to try and manage my finances you know I definitely am like the type of person that's like hey cheap you know as, as as much money as I can save but also when it comes to fresh produce it's like I like the idea of being able to save money but also like you were saying like if I'm not going to click this fast enough it's going to go to waste in total and so does it make more sense for me to buy you know a bunch of celery for a dollar and 50 when I only need two ribs or two stalks for this recipe Mm -hmm. and if I don't have another recipe lined up to continue using the celery this celery is going to go to waste a lot faster versus do I just pay the three dollars you know two dollars fifty cent to three dollars to get you know six ounces of celery already diced up because that's going to save on time that's something that I'm not having to take the time out to dice and then b it's in such a small amount that I'll be able to use this comfortably within two to three weeks when I'm cooking versus it just like a whole, like again, like a whole bunch just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And again, I got someone, you know, you got your Holy Trinity with certain recipes and then you have what the French call a mirepoix, which is, you know, again, three. So some you'll see it's celery, bell pepper and onions others you'll see it celery carrots and onions and then again just like depending on the recipe it's going to be through those three 
main things that you need to have diced up that will go into this thing right along with your garlic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like, I have that sitting in my fridge right now. It was two for six at Publix. So I have a thing of celery and a thing of diced onions. And again, it's like, <laughs> at the time I was like, oh, I'm spending $6 for basic, you know, for, for such a small amount, but it's like, but it's already diced. And I know I'm going to use it because I cook so much. And because I typically pick recipes that have it. So it's like, right now I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I got four carrots, three or four carrots in my fridge, the onions and the celery. There's countless dishes I can make with that. And just like right off the bat, I'm like chicken soup. I can make a chicken soup in no time. And I got a couple options. I can run to the store. I can grab a whole chicken and bake it. I can just grab a couple of chicken breasts, bake them and shred them. I could go to the damn deli area and get a rotisserie chicken and shred that. Like, I And so it's like, and then just like toss that in a pot, um, saute my veggies, get my broth going, drop that chicken in there, drop some pasta in there if I want to, or just have the chicken soup. By and it's just, it's like, knowing that I have those things readily available in the fridge, it just makes life easier. And again, knowing that I don't have to prepare, I don't have to do anything to prepare those except toss them in the pan with some Earl and some garlic and let them go. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to find that balance, but it's just mainly, I just don't want to cook. I'll be in there like, what can I make? <laughs> that will be so <laughs> short, you know, like, and oftentimes I'm just not taking the meat out or I'm just, you know, trying to find that balance, because I really did like to cook before. So I'm going to have to, um, I want to get back into it. Anyways. One thing that, one thing that I like to do, and I don't know if this will work for you. Cause I mean, we work similar shifts with, with the times and days of our groups. What I would do is I would either go grocery shopping on a Sunday or Monday after group, which mm-hmm. so <laughs> Sunday was usually like, <laughs> Sunday was usually the best day. Sometimes yeah. I would do it on Tuesday, but Tuesday was the day that I would cook and I would try to make enough to last through Wednesday. And so then Thursday was the next day that I would cook mm-hmm. and whatever I made Thursday will hopefully last until Friday. And then even though I worked on Saturday, I would eat out Saturday. And then Sunday I would try and make like, you know, a big meal the last Sunday, Monday into Tuesday. I might have it for lunch on Tuesday. And then, like I said, Tuesday I'm cooking again. And so it was like, it was a way to not make my night so long because trying to cook at 7 30 or 8 o'clock at night is, <sighs> again, unless it's gonna be something quick like a grilled cheese and some soup or something like that like if I'm not making a milk and some soup I really don't or a quesadilla I'm not gonna really do yeah. it but just like being able to do to, to do that like just have those things and like again like I'm someone once again like like I've come to terms with the idea of the more money I spend, the reason I'm spending that amount of money is for also the convenience of it. But just like, mm-hmm. like buying the Purdue or Butterball, like already cooked chicken and strips and stuff like that. And it's like, if I want to dice this a little bit more, I can for my recipe or otherwise it's just already there because it's going to make life easier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it working on it um <laughs> for sure but it's really it's been hard to keep shit in my refrigerator like the yeah. shit just going bad or like I'll be like oh I should make this and then 
the days run into each other you know like after groups because i have the groups three times a week after groups oh baby no what if i didn't eat before group i'm going to lay down like i'm not you know it's (laughs) definitely something to throw in the microwave and then um go lay down so i'm trying to but yeah thursdays Tuesday, Thursdays, shorter days, of course, of course, I'll try to get back into the cooking because it is, it's fun, you know, at the end of the day, it is fun, it is something that is, you know, like a little bit of a self-care in all aspects, you know, physically, it's healthier for you, and it's just, you know, like, it allows you to relax a little bit, you know what you're doing, especially if it's a meal you've already cooked before, so listening to some music and stuff, it is, it can be fun, so I do want to get back into it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna try to make a plan for it. Yes, yes, yes. And if you need some help, you need someone to help keep you accountable. Let me know. <laughs> like, yo, Chelsea, you want to go out to eat? You're like, hell no. You better get in there and cook something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, it's been real um remember again like i said it is virgo season so act like i got some sense because i would hate to hear about when y'all getting dragged by one of my fellow virgo gang members okay love you guys have a great week up coming up mm-hmm. enjoy the holiday also oh, yeah. and of course Labor Day. let us know about your favorite recipes if you have tried anything new um if you got a recipe for us you can send it to us at our oh, email so which is two black women amr at gmail.com again that is two black women amr at gmail.com Oh my God, guys, that would be so much fun. Please send us recipes to try. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, that would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Toodles. Bye.